Today's reading is Mark 13. As Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look at the magnificent stones and buildings. Do you see all these great buildings? Jesus replied. Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. While Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are about to be fulfilled? Jesus began by telling them, See to it that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. These things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, as well as famines. These are all the beginning of birth pains. So be on your guard. You will be delivered over to the councils and beaten in the synagogues. On my account, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be proclaimed to all the nations. But when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand what to say. Instead, speak whatever you are given at that time. For it will not be you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rise against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who perseveres to the end will be saved. So when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go back inside to retrieve anything from his house, and let no one in the field return for his cloak. How miserable those days will be for pregnant and nursing mothers! Pray that this will not occur in the winter, for those will be days of tribulation unmatched from the beginning of God's creation until now and never to be seen again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, nobody would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he has chosen, he has cut them short. At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders that would deceive even the elect if that were possible. So be on your guard. I have told you everything in advance. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send out the angels to gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its branches become tender and sprout leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things happening, know that he is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on your guard and stay alert. For you do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man going on a journey who left his house, put each servant in charge of his own task, and instructed the doorkeeper to keep watch. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know when the master of the house will return, whether in the evening, at midnight, when the rooster crows, or in the morning. 
Otherwise, he may arrive without notice and find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to everyone, keep watch. This is God's word. I enjoy architecture and appreciate a well-designed and good-looking building. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know anything about architecture. I just like the way places look when they're done right. At least one of the disciples of Jesus shared this quality with me. According to verse 1, as Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. That's the NIV's reading. If he'd said that to me, I would have said, I know, aren't they cool? Herod has his problems, but he did build us a nice temple. Jesus, however, was not impressed. And he told that disciple not to get too attached to that building. In verse 2, he said, Do you see all these great buildings? Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down, as the NIV puts it. Well, at least Jesus thought the buildings were great and called them great, though maybe he just meant large. Peter, James, and John, his closest disciples, asked Jesus privately about this. Peter's brother Andrew also got in on the discussion according to verse 3. What Jesus said in the rest of this chapter is called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus spoke these words on the Mount of Olives while overlooking the temple. Going into what Jesus taught in this chapter is beyond what I could cover in this devotional. But there is a message here for us just in the first two verses. The magnificent temple that awed at least one disciple was gone within 30 years or so after Jesus said these words. That happened during the lifetime of these men. Long before the temple was destroyed, though, it stopped mattering to these men. On the day of Pentecost, God's Spirit moved powerfully and saved thousands of people. And He kept moving and kept saving men, spreading His work throughout the rest of the world in waves that ripple out to us. No longer did they need a great building to have a spiritual experience with God. They had their memories of Jesus and his words, the Holy Spirit's work, and thousands of disciples to nurture. Buildings are impressive and incredibly useful, but if we love the building more than we love God or the souls of men, we're doing it wrong. My wife Suzanne and I were part of a few church plants before we came to this church, so we know what it is like to use someone else's building. One thing that it does for you is make you thankful for the building you have when you get one. I like our building here, but this building will be destroyed someday, hopefully a long time in the future, but someday it will happen. The impressive monuments in Washington and the stately government buildings there will not last forever either. Someday everything we know will burn up and be replaced by a city made by God where righteousness dwells. We can't take any buildings with us into that city but we can take people with us who hear the gospel message and are rescued from an eternity apart from God. So let's be thankful for the stuff we have, our church building and grounds, our homes, our clothes, our cars, and so on. But don't fall in love with those things. Use them to reach and disciple and love people for Jesus Christ. Start with your own family and you'll be on the right track. And if you found this devotional helpful, Maybe you'd like to find it in your email tomorrow, and you can do that for free just by signing up, and you do that by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. 
Also, please help me financially. And you can do that by choosing one of my membership tiers and giving on a monthly basis. Go to dailypbj.com support for that. Finally, share this message with someone who might find it helpful. And I'll see you next time. Hope you have a great day. God bless you.